everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and Joyfully You Podcast was designed originally, like I would say the mantra for myself throughout a lot of my discovery years, which we're always in a discovery process, but a mantra that I used for years before I was in personal development was, I am committed to finding comfort in the discomfort. And I would purposely put myself in very uncomfortable positions to strengthen my ability to trust the process, okay? Um, And so I want to talk about kind of some things that I've been learning about myself and things that I've been learning about the world around me and things I've been learning with dating, okay? So I'm just going to be totally transparent with you guys about a couple things. I was very codependent. I was definitely on the spectrum. You know, the more I started learning about different toxic behaviors or relationships, especially the the codependent and narcissistic tendencies, you know, I definitely had more codependent tendencies. And a lot of it stemmed from really wanting to please and the fear of letting anyone down, the fear. I was just extremely uncomfortable with um, arguments and you know, saying no to people. And because in my mind, I didn't want to let anyone down and I wanted so badly for everyone to feel happy. So I was constantly okay with suppressing my own joy and happiness and desire because I wanted other people to feel happiness and joy. Okay. But as you and I both know, if we are constantly saying yes to things we don't care, or we are not standing up for ourselves we start to become resentful and it sucks the life out of us, okay? And so, you know, standing up for myself in the littlest and the biggest of ways was something that was really difficult for me. Um, Seven years ago, I found myself in a relationship that I felt so empty and so lost and so trapped. And I was constantly worried about his emotions and how he was doing that I was completely suppressing my own. But of course, it comes to a certain point where that person treats you worse than you can treat yourself. And I just want to be totally honest. I wasn't brave and stood up to him and say, we're done, we're over. I literally was like, I'm moving to Costa Rica. I still wasn't able to like end it. I just told him it's over through my actions. I wasn't able to face him because I, I was afraid and I didn't trust myself to not get manipulated into changing plans or just dealing with his emotions in general because I did not know how to stand up for myself. And so what that experience did, well, actually it was like 2013. Yeah, it was it was like eight, nine years ago. My math is so shit. <laughs> eight years ago. And Um, The reason I'm sharing this is there's been a lot of transformation and a lot of healing, and I feel like a completely different person. And so I'm sharing this because I want you to know that it's possible to learn to trust yourself and to connect with your own desires again. So when I first went to Costa Rica, and it was a process, it wasn't just, okay, I'm buying a ticket tomorrow. It was, I moved back to my hometown for a month to do the transition. Like I had researched it for months. I had the money saved. I had a plan. I went through an organization. You know, I didn't just buy a ticket and go. I didn't trust myself or the world. I didn't know enough about traveling. Like my my parents even went with me for the first week of getting to Costa Rica before I started my program. The program that I did was how to teach English as a foreign language. It was the TEFL certificate because I Googled how to travel and make money and teaching English seemed like the most understandable and uh, like 
easiest way to take action because it wasn't this, you know, online marketing. Like I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. (laughs) I never wanted to have my own business until I did. Until I was like, whoa, I want to empower other women to to heal and come back to self-love the way that I didn't know was possible. Like, so when I first got to Costa Rica, when I was by myself, for example, I'm like, I'm going to take myself to lunch. I would like torment myself because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I want because I don't know what I like. You know, so have you ever been in a position where you've been so used to just accommodating to everyone else's needs that when it comes down to being by yourself of getting clear with what you want, it's like, I don't know. (laughs) There's a beautiful scene in Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts, and she realizes that every single person that she dated, whatever eggs they liked, she just said, yeah, those are my favorite too. And it's this beautiful moment where she makes every single type of egg and she tries them all and she decides what she likes. And so solo travel for me really helped me identify, well, what do I like? What do I not like? And learning how to be unapologetic about that and not shaming other people for liking different things, but celebrating the differences, okay? And so some things that I've learned about dating is, you know, I remember always hearing like the woman's in control, the woman's leading, you know, the man's responding to the woman. And I loved that idea, but I didn't know how to embody it and practice it of like, how do I lead the flow of these relationships? Because after that breakup of being in a very toxic relationship where I was allowing him to treat me like shit, I was also in certain ways treating him like shit because he was like, why do you not hate me? And even though I did, I still wouldn't say it because I was, I felt like I was under a spell. Like I felt like I... It just, nothing about it felt safe. But in the beginning, of course it did, right? Because in the beginning, there's this winning over process. There's this swooning process. And my grandma died at the beginning of our relationship. And later, studying this, I come to find out it was called a trauma bond. Normally, people that were in dysfunctional relationships with, there's some type of bond, a traumatic event that has bonded you and that person together that has kept the relation going because of how intense that experience was that you experienced together. And so when she passed away, it was really the eye-opener that and the catalyst that helped me leave the job that I didn't like. I was in a corporate job working 70 hours a week and my hair was falling out. I had back issues. I had so many health issues because of the stress I was under from that relationship and from the job. There was no safe space. And when I was alone, I was drinking and smoking and eating and numbing the fuck out. Okay. I was checked out. I I was like, I don't even like who I am anymore. So why would anyone want to hang out with me? I was in just, I was in an active depression. Let's just call it that. It was an active depression because I didn't have the luxury of being in bed all day, but I was showing up to things, but I was felt like a zombie. And so it feels like another life, even talking about it, but there's still a part of me that gets emotional because I just want to give her a hug. That version of me, I just want to give her a hug and say, you're doing a great job. I'm actually surprised right now the emotions that are coming up because I wasn't anticipating this. But this is a part of Joyfully You podcast is I'm committed to the authenticity and the realness behind what it looks like to be on an empowerment journey and a self-love journey. And so I think the reason why I'm feeling emotional and wanting to cry is 
because I didn't realize how powerful forgiveness was because I didn't know that I needed to forgive myself. And even doing different personal development things, I wouldn't even bring up that relationship because in my mind, it felt so painful and I was so angry. I hated him that I felt like I'm not even going to give him the time of day. I'm not going to let his name slip through my lips and take up my precious healing time talking about him. But what I didn't realize is me giving myself the space to talk about that painful experience was for me and not for him. And it was the place I didn't want to go. And I had a mentor tell me, like, the place you're afraid to go is the place that will create the biggest transformation and the biggest healing. And forgiveness is a process. It's not a flip switch. There's a lot of incredible meditations around forgiveness of learning how to release some of the regret or anger. And it wasn't nearly as powerful as forgiving him as it was forgiving myself forgiving myself for putting up with it, forgiving myself for letting myself get beat down emotionally, mentally, and only one time did it get physical. And that one time was enough for me to wake the fuck up of, would I want this for my daughter? And that makes me want to cry even harder. And so I know that the person that is listening, if you're listening to this and you can resonate with a dysfunctional relationship in your life that you would never wish upon anyone else, It's time to face the scary shit. It's time to start to create that separation. And coming from someone who is a recovering codependent, recovering perfectionist, recovering people pleaser, I promise you that you will not be alone forever. Because that was my biggest fear is I was like, well, shit, I don't want to be alone because then I'm with myself and my thoughts. But through facing that biggest fear of thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to create space. Maybe that's not completely walking out if it's not that much to functional, but you know, I'm not going to assume to know, but you know, you know, if this is a relationship you would never wish upon your best friend or your future children or your existing children, then you get to make shifts and changes. Even if it requires altering your children's lives. If you have kids and maybe it's a husband or something, because what you're doing is you're teaching the people in your life, what love looks like your unborn children and your children are feeling that right. They will feel like, Oh, this is what love is supposed to look like. And if you're like, wait, 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 I don't want you to have this kind of love. Then you got to choose that for yourself. Right. And the biggest thing with people pleasing is, is placing the love and validation for ourself outside of ourself. When we aren't feeling loved unless we're getting a compliment or unless we're doing something for someone else, unless we're giving to someone else, and we get to rein it back in and really start to fill up your own cup. And I feel like that phrase is used a lot, like fill up your own cup, but like what does that even mean? You know, for me it meant changing my entire life because the idea of staying where I was, you guys scared me to death. It scared me because all I could think about is if I die anytime soon and this is my life, I'm not going to feel fulfilled. This is not the legacy I want to live. My friends were being pushed away. My family was being pushed away. This person was isolating me and I was letting it happen because I didn't know any better. And that's where we get to point out that we picked up these patterns and habits somewhere along the way. And I can truly look back and say that that experience had to happen. 
And I'm grateful for that experience. As painful as it was, I'm grateful for it. Why? Because if that wouldn't have happened, I probably wouldn't have catapulted myself into travel the way I did. If it wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have the backstory that provides all the passion and fuel for me to show up to this podcast four times a week. It wouldn't, it, it, that experience and the transformation that I got years later, healing that experience is what created the entire drive and passion to do women empowerment and teach self-love. Because sister, I know what it feels like to feel alone, to feel trapped, and to feel unlovable. And that's why I preach. I preach and I am committed to always affirming that like you are loved because you are. You are lovable because you are, not because of anything that you do, not because of anything that you have, but simply because of who you are as a human being, you are loved. And when I talk about things around like trusting the process, like trusting the process only makes sense if you believe that you are loved, that you are supported, and that there's a higher power. Because if we don't believe in a higher power, then nothing makes sense at all. Right? If we don't believe that we are on a journey to self-discover and to become the version of ourselves that we always have been, that the innocence of the three-year-old with the, the wise old woman integrated together, right? This combination of ourselves, all of the hardships, all of the shit, all of the, the uncomfortable relationships, that is happening in order for us to learn how to rise, for us to learn how to pick ourselves back up, for us to learn how to become the person that we're meant to being by facing the things we don't like and being able to identify the things that we want instead and like instead. It's the, I don't think that life is meant to be joy and happiness and easiness all the time because if it was, we would never know how to recognize and appreciate the sweetness of joy and satisfaction and happiness, right? Because of these difficult moments in our life, we can recognize the joy. We can recognize the beauty in the blessings, But if there are certain experiences in your life that you're refusing to acknowledge because of how painful it was, I want you to start the process of talking to yourself in a way that it's safe to heal through my past experiences. And maybe you don't need to go as deep in, you know, but it's a process. Eventually you do. And of course, it's a lot easier when you have a mentor, you have a coach, or you have someone that's kind of guiding you through that forgiveness process. Um... There's a prayer called, it's a Hawaiian forgiveness prayer called Oho Pono Pono. And Oho Pono Pono is, you know, I love you. I forgive you. Will you forgive me? Oh, and also thank you. Thank you. I love you. I forgive you. Will you forgive me? If we can start to shift this one core belief, okay? This one core belief that everything is happening for me, not to me. I'm going to say it again. Everything is happening for me, not to me. This one belief takes us out of the victim mentality. It takes us out of the victim chair where oftentimes we are very, um, we are very okay with being because it justifies like, that's right, I am a victim and this person wronged me. Yes, in situations where we are the victim, but we don't get to self-identify as a victim in the wholeness of our life and who we are because it's not true. And the reason why it feels so shitty is because it's out of alignment with your soul and who you really are. 
So if we start to look at everything in my life has been happening for me, right? We would never know how to rise if we never got knocked down. The moments in our life that feel like it's squeezing the life out of us, it's a moment that life is asking us to say yes to life again, to say yes to living again, to say yes to the scary shit that you know is best for you and trusting the process, trusting that everything you've experienced has prepared you for where you are now and that you get to create that relationship with yourself and do stuff with yourself, right? And it gets easier. If you're on a journey of, you know, breaking chains of codependency, it gets easier. And one thing I want to tell you is when you share your truth of, you know, I actually don't like that. The people in your life that love you really want to know those things. And so you are not doing anyone any favors by trying to tell people what you think they want to hear. And the way that we start to cultivate our own voice of what we actually like, for me, for me, it's journaling because it allows a stream of consciousness to go from the pen to the paper. And I can check in with myself of what do I want? What do I like? What do I need? What do I need? That's a big one. When we can start to self-soothe and give ourselves what we need by identifying whatever it is, we can start to become our own healers, right? Sometimes you might need a walk. Sometimes you might need a big cup of water. Sometimes you might need a nap. Sometimes you might need a glass of wine. Be careful with that one though, because it can be escapism, you know, but knowing what you need is a powerful tool to be able to, because then you can give it to yourself. But let's get back to, you know, if you're telling people what you think they want to hear out of fear of letting them down, out of fear of creating any type of, you know, argument, like, You know, so my childhood growing up, like, was, there was not a lot of conflict. There was way more conflict avoidance than there was outright conflict, you know? And so I kind of, I kind of picked up on that and learned from that to, okay, avoid conflict, keep the peace. But as we know, trying to keep the peace for the people around us creates a war inside of us, okay? Write that down. Trying to keep the peace for everyone else creates a war inside of us, inside of me. And Why should you have to carry that when most of the time people can handle it? I think there's also a lot of arrogance rooted in people pleasing that people can't handle things that we assume, oh, I need to handle it because they can't. And that's really arrogant. And it's it's kind of like not believing in the not believing in the people around you, you know, and you get to share when you share your truth, even if it is not what someone else wants to hear. You both get set free because they get to hear the truth of it and they get to respond out of the truthness and the realness of who they are and where they stand, right? So we get to share it and then we get to listen and we get to be unattached to, committed to speaking your truth, unattached to how it comes about, right? There might be times where you need to write a letter and give a letter to someone because it's too emotionally stifling to say it in person. And there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, creating writing letters, especially letters of forgiveness, is fucking huge. When you can write a letter of forgiveness to someone, and this is an energetic process for you. This is not a letter to be giving to someone else unless you really feel called to. But if you want to just really let it rip, and let out everything, all the resentments, all the things that you're angry about, there's a release there. And that's beautiful. There's a healthy way to release anger, you know, and it's especially if, if that's something that you've been harboring and carrying, it's time to start to let it go. Okay. And so I want you to, and even opening your journal, if you don't know what to write, just start writing. I am loved and infinitely supported. 
I am loved. I am safe. I am infinitely supported. And write that over and over and over again. There's a practice called 55 by 5, writing a mantra, an affirmation, a statement 55 times, five days in a row. So if you've been feeling stuck and you've been feeling in patterns of codependency, I want you to write that 55 times for five days in a row. I am loved. I am safe. I am supported. I am loved. I am safe. I am supported. Because what you're doing is you're allowing the the old wise lady inside of you or the old wise man inside of you to speak to the inner child that feels fucking terrified right now because a version of ourself gets shut down when it doesn't feel safe. And then that's how we get into survival mode. That's how we get into the victim mode of, oh, everything's happening to me. Look, there we go. Another thing happening to me. But the moment you can start to shift and say, how is this happening for me? What am I learning from this? And how do I want to respond to it? And you get to know that sometimes it's going to be scary, but if we go in the direction of the place that we don't want to go, we free ourselves from that controlling us. Because if we shine light on the darkest areas of our life, we don't have any dark corners. We don't have any of these areas that that are painful when people accidentally touch. You know, it's like walking around with open wounds on our body and someone comes to give you a hug and all of a sudden you're in pain because it's touched a wound. Because it's an area, it's that dark corner of the mind that you're like, I'm not going there. I've already been there. I'm never fucking going there again. You know, that's what it was for me when I started the healing journey and the forgiveness journey with that past relationship. But, but healing is possible. And that's the one thing that we have to remember that it doesn't have to be just some shitty thing that happened to you once. It can be something that's healed that we can go back to and we can be able to forgive ourselves and just have love and compassion for that version of ourselves that we used to be. Okay. So this is the process. And You get to know that you are not a victim to your life. You matter. You are loved. You're infinitely supported. Whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in Mother Nature, you got to know and you got to feel and you got to believe that you are loved, loving, and lovable. You are safe. And even if you don't feel safe in your surroundings, can you create a sense of safety for the little child within? Can you create a sense of safety? for you yourself. And the more and more we start to cultivate that, the more and more we will get inspired action on what we need to do in order to create that mental and emotional safety for ourselves. And throughout that entire process, if someone tries to tell you you're not enough or you're not loved or you're not XYZ, then that person doesn't deserve to be in your space. And the more that we are on a healing journey of loving ourselves, the less we will tolerate people treating us in a way that we don't treat ourselves, And so I know this episode um, is for a specific person, but if you're hearing this, you're so loved and you're so supported and you're not alone. There's so many people out there that have experienced similar things that you're experiencing. Of course, never in the same way. It's going to be in a different way. But do not let your ego trick you into believing that you are alone because you're not. And if you don't want to be around people, go be in nature. The the reception in nature is very strong and you get to constantly flood your mind with the ideas of I am loved, I am safe, I am supported. And if it doesn't feel true, it's I'm in the process of feeling loved, I'm in the process of feeling supported, I'm in the process of feeling safe. I'm committed to creating safety for myself. I'm committed to creating love for myself, you know, and you also get to stand up for yourself. You get to say no. You get to say, I won't accept that. 
and you get to say it with your words and your actions, okay? Because think of it like an initiation. The hardest times in our life is initiation for the woman and the person that we are becoming, that new level, that next level, and we get to have compassion with ourselves. we get to have compassion with the world around us, and we get to tolerate no bullshit, okay? Don't let people dangle your heart in front of you. You get to keep your heart and take it because it's yours and we have to keep it safe. And the more and more we can start to trust ourselves, we will have a better radar on the people that we know it's safe to trust. Because that's that was a big thing. Like for like four years after that relationship, I didn't trust anybody. And I felt like everyone was just trying to use me. So I started using other people, especially like men. I just treated them like toys. I didn't I was not emotionally available to be in a real relationship, so I was attracting douchebag guys, and what that was creating was just more of a confirmation of there's no good men in the world, but it was more of a reflection of how I was showing up versus how they were showing up, and so it's a process of learning how to trust ourselves again, but when we know ourselves, we can trust ourselves. so good. So, so remind yourself, what are the things that bring me joy? What are the things I used to do as a kid that I used to love so much? And have I been doing them lately? Have I given time to just spend with my inner child? And if you're in a relationship that you know you're not meant to be in or that the relationship has expired, I'm here for you. I see you. I love you. You are strong. You are powerful. You are worthy. And you setting yourself free also sets that other person free. Even if... They kick and scream in the process, even if it is a painful separation. You got to trust that sometimes it's trading good for great. But sometimes when I think about that past relationship, it was trading hell for heaven. And I know that sounds super extreme, but it was not just a mental and emotional change when I left that relationship and left that corporate job. It was physical. My physical body started healing. All the neck pain went away. All of the hair grew back on my head that had been falling out. All these things just evaporated when I was no longer in a state of fight or flight and stress. And so we get to create that safe haven for ourselves. And I know that you are powerful and I know that you are capable and you're allowed to reach out to the people that are safe in your life and you're allowed to open up, okay? And so you're powerful, you're worthy, and you're loved. And so I hope that this episode finds you well. I know this episode went a little bit deeper than other episodes maybe have, but it was on my heart to share. And you know, the way that I approach my podcast is I'll have certain topics I want to talk about, but I sit down, I press record, and I record all the way through because I know that the message that God needs me to say, that the universe, the muse wants to flow through me will come through. And this is the message that it was today. So my name is Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. You are loved. You are supported. You're safe. You got this. See you on the next episode.